You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. So I was praying, I was saying, Lord, what is it you want me to preach about? I was wanting to preach about something else, a different topic. I was thinking to myself, I was going to preach on the topic of servanthood and being you know, a servant leader. I was praying, okay, I'm going to preach on this, being a servant leader, because that sounds good, right? And it's like they help people to get more involved and to serve one another, and that's not a good Christian trait, right? But the Lord didn't give me anything for that. I was like, ah, okay. So one of the things that we, we practice here is hearing the voice of God. Say, hearing the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God. How many of you guys here have been for our Thursday training in the past on hearing the voice of God training? Yeah. So it's legit. Like, God speaks to us, guys. It is legit. God speaks to us. And so um, so we did the whole training there a couple Thursdays ago. Well, actually, maybe a few months now. Uh, but we did the voice of God training, and it was really intense. So that's something that we encourage people who preach here, say, hey, hear whatever the Lord puts in your heart. So for me, the Lord spoke to my heart is his name. And I was like, but that's so basic, God. Okay, but in actuality, it's actually probably the most important thing. How many of you guys know that you and I are nobodies? Okay, just because if you think you're somebody, you're not. Okay, you're not. You're not. You're nobody. Well, actually, if anything else, we're, we're just nothing but, we're, we're nothing. We're all sinful, dark people. And so here's the thing. I remember our mentor telling us, whatever is man-made must be man-maintained. Whatever is man-made must be man-maintained. But whatever is God-ordained, God sees through. And whatever is man-made must be man-maintained, and man is flawed. So eventually that thing is going to be flawed. So if you go into a relationship by man-made means, you're going to maintain that relationship with man-made means. If you go into it with a God-ordained idea, then God maintains it. Does that make sense? So many, many times we would start businesses and other things, ventures, and we would say, okay, let's go ahead and do this, that, and the other. Actually, one of our, our mentors um, would, would tell us, pray about every single thing that you're about to get into. And there's a good idea... And there's a God idea. Mm. A good idea may present itself and it's like, oh, this all makes sense. But then later on you feel the Holy Spirit talking to your heart like, nah, dude, don't do this. And like, oh, okay. And later on you find out later on in the future, whoa, something else happened that could have twisted and everything else of that. So there's a thing, there's an aspect of our own strength versus God's strength. Have you guys heard of that before? Your strength versus God's strength. And saying like, doing things on your own willpower, your own might, and your own whatever else, but you can only go so far. But same thing when it comes to your name. You know, there's the aspect of, my name is Stephen. And who does Stephen have in, what authority does Stephen Del Cruz have when it comes to going to the military base? No, nothing. I'm a nobody. Like, Hi, do you know who I am? They're like, no, moving on. You know, get out of here, right? But, if you got some kind of like sergeant, general, whatever, whatever, okay, and that person's going through. But it's the aspect of the authority that you carry. 
The authority that you carry gives you access. Say access. 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 The authority you carry gives you access to different places. See, many of us here are going through things that we have, we're trying to figure out, how come I'm not attaining the access that I need for this season in my life? How come I'm going through something and somehow, someway, this is just isn't pushing through? I'm hoping, I'm believing, I'm praying, but somehow, someone, it's just not going through. It's just, it's just not happening. And that's what they call it a breakthrough. You're needing a breakthrough because there's, like a, there's some kind of like wall there. Every time you move forward, somehow, someway, it just keeps bumping into something else. You keep bumping into something, not being able to move forward. And the, the reason being is because we don't have the proper access and authority. But tonight, I want to talk to you guys about the access through the name of Jesus. Is that if I say, my dad was a command master chief in the military, in the Navy, and so if I went to his command, let's say the Miramar base, which is one of his commands, command, like he ran the entire command, like that was his base. So if I said, I don't, may not have a military ID, but if I said, my name is Stephen Delacruz, my dad's command master chief, Delacruz, they know who he is, and they'll say, okay, come on. Well, not as easy, but they would at least call my dad and be like, well, let me call him a little bit. Make sense? But it's the aspect of like, there might be a little bit more of a hope for me to get in because I have my dad's association. Does that make sense? When it comes to access to what your season of life is right now, is what wall are you facing? You see, when you say, I come in the name of Stephen, I come in the name of blank, whatever your name is, you can only go so far. But how many of you guys know here that we are weak, flawed people? And some of us are trying to think our way to success, think our way to think we're rich. Great book, by the way, I recommend it. But there's more to life than just thinking, I'm skinny, I'm skinny, I'm skinny, I'm skinny, right? Hello. If it was, if it was that easy, my God. I mean, I would be, I'll be Misha right now. You know, oh my goodness. But it's more to life than that. You can actually put the work in. But you see, here's the thing when it comes to our faith. Our faith requires zero work. That's what's weird about it. We think, I, if I want to attain something, i got to work harder in the, in the spirit realm. If I want to get something, I have to push harder, do something harder. But can I tell you this? That Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. So... The whole Jesus situation here, I'm not sure if everyone knows what the Jesus situation is. The Jesus situation is this, is that in Genesis, when Adam fell, he ate the fruit, caused us to sin. Sin means separation from man and God. There was a separation. And the entire Bible is God's plan to redeem mankind back to him. Does that make sense? You and I were not meant to have a separation between us and God. It was meant to co-rule the earth with him. We were meant to co-rule the earth with God. But because Adam ate the apple, we end up becoming lower than God and end up losing our authority in the spirit realm. And so God says, all right, hey, if you eat of this fruit, you're going to die. That's what God says in Genesis. And the saying goes back to God. They ha, 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 they ate the fruit. Now you got to kill them. And now God says, wait, 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 that's right, death must happen. Then God provides a sacrifice for their behalf. And that's where the first sacrifice happened. And fast forward, God sends Jesus, the Lamb of God, for us as our ultimate sacrifice. 
And so now that's why Jesus matters. Because Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for our behalf. Does that make sense? Just to make sure we're all on the same page here. So in the name of Jesus. You know, when we pray, we pray this in Jesus' name. So here is the three things I want to talk about when it comes to the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. I pray that after tonight's service that you would go home and you would just start driving and just say the name Jesus. And that you would just be in your room and you're stressed out and you're having a panic attack. Just say Jesus. Because you'll see here through these scriptures, and I'll text you guys. If you want a copy of these scriptures, I'll send to you. But it's a lot of scriptures. The first thing here is that the name of Jesus, for us to have that breakthrough, is to trust in that name. To trust in that name. 1 Corinthians 6.11 And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Something that's interesting here, the word here is justified. The word justified, did you see the scripture there? Uh, 1 Corinthians 6.11 The word justified is a legal term. Are you justified? Do you have the legal rights to X, Y, and Z? To this thing called righteousness. Are you sanctified and washed? Are you justified? Is it proper? The judge, whenever you see courts on TV, their job is to judge whether or not it is just or unjust what the district attorney is trying to present, saying he deserves this. And the judge says, that's not justified. This is justified whether harsh or soft. Well, here in the scripture here is saying that because the judge, you were washed and you were sanctified, you were justified. By who? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. My friends, you and I are justified by Jesus. Can I just say this right now? I am the biggest sinner in this room. I challenge you. You know how they have the biggest loser, right? The, the, who loses the most, most weight, or you know, who or the heavyweight champion of the, the world who lifts the most weights. I am the biggest sinner. Let's challenge. Let's have a game. Okay, I'll give you all my sins. You give me all your sins. I win. Okay, but let me just tell you this right now. Let me tell you this right now. I am not justified by who, what I do. I am not justified by how many times I've done. I'm not justified by how many words I say of, of whatever. I'm justified not for anything of myself, my own merit, but by Jesus Christ. And so many people out there are doing life trying to find their own justification. They're trying to figure out and say, why is it I'm worthy? I'm trying to prove myself why I'm worthy. I'm trying to prove myself to my, the world why I deserve love, why I deserve happiness, why I deserve joy. I'm trying to prove to everyone else why, why I'm justified. But the moment you understand this concept that you are justified by Jesus, period, and that's it, nothing else needs to be done. You can walk them boldly and say, I don't care what you think. I'm justified through Jesus. And it's not a religious thing. Again, I'm the biggest sinner. But I'm confident I'm probably one who is holy and righteous just as much as the next preacher dude on television or the Pope or whoever it may be. That we are justified the same. Yes, I am just as holy as the Pope. Okay? <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, so are you. 
But the, here's the thing. Okay, that's great, but how do you get the justification? Easy. Jesus. It's all about believing. It's all about believing in Jesus. Abraham, the Bible says, was accounted to him for righteousness because he believed God in Genesis. It said that all he had to do was believe God, and God said, okay, you're righteous. He didn't say how many times you're going to, you know, go out these candles and, and say these, these chants. And he didn't do any of that. All you got to do is just believe. All you got to do is just believe. And say, you know, okay, I believe. Justified. Acts 4.12 And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Can I say this right now? Is that the word saved there? And the Greek is called Zozo. Say Zozo. S-O-Z-O. Sozo doesn't just mean saved in the aspect of saved from hell to heaven. It does mean that. But it means a completion. Saving your mind. Saving your spirit. Saving your body. Healing. And saving your pocketbook. Saving your whole complete prosperity. So Sozo is saying that there's no other salvation. There is salvation, no one else. So people are trying to get themselves healed in other means. Remember the story of the leper by the water, the pool of Bethesda? I'm trying to go in the pool here. Every time I go in the pool, I can never get in because he's trusting and having his salvation, his Sozo, through the pool. But Jesus is saying right there. My friends, Sozo, complete salvation... Not just in your spirit, like from hell to heaven. Not just that aspect, but the full, complete healing. Your complete, full salvation. In your mind, in your anxiety, in your depression, in your completeness is all. But there's no other salvation, no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be sozo, saved. And that's Jesus. So when you begin to put that trust in the name of Jesus, understand it's not just for the aspect of your spirit life from going from hell to heaven, but instead it's the completion of your entire life. And saying like, I am saved. I am sozoed. Yes, amen. <laughs> the first one is to trust in that name, Jesus. Second one here is to pray in that name, Jesus. Something that we talk a lot about here is that prayer and prayer is so powerful. Can I just say that right now? Prayer is so, so powerful. Acts 3, 6 says, But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do, I give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Straight up. I can't say this and I can't give you nothing, but I'm going to give you in the name of Jesus. Walk. When you're praying for something, even a parking spot, in the name of Jesus. I'm so serious. Because let me just say this, you never know. You never know. It's funny because Angela sometimes judges. Like, oh, see, that was Jesus. I'm like, all right, girl. You know, but <laughs> it's in the name of Jesus. My friends, these guys here were walking, and there was a beggar at the temple, in the front of the temple asking for money. And he was obviously a lame guy. He couldn't walk. And says, I silver and gold I have, I don't have any money. But in the name of Jesus, walk. And that's what they did. And the man just walked. He got up and walked. It's in the name of Jesus. Prayer. 
1 Timothy 2.5 For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man, and the man Jesus Christ. God says right now, when you pray, you don't say, Hey God, it's me Sarah. So that's what I'm asking for. Alright? Cool man. See ya. He doesn't look at Sarah and say, Sarah, I get it. Nah. God, it's Sarah. Here's what I'm asking for. Alright. Jesus. Okay, you're got it. Does that make sense? Jesus is a stamp to your prayers. If you just send on your own, you're gonna keep getting that apple wheel waiting on nope, so loading, still loading, not going through. But the moment we say Jesus, and you stamp Jesus in that prayer, it is so important. People will pray sometimes, and I hear question, who'd you pray in the name of? God? So sometimes people will be praying up here, and I'll say, uh, make sure you stamp that in the name of Jesus. Otherwise, you're praying on your own. John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Can I just point this out the word? The word here is no one comes to the Father but me. Nope. No one comes to the Father except through me. My friends, you have access to God Almighty. But it's not through you. It's through Jesus. It's through Jesus. Again, the reason being is because we're all nobodies. We're all wretched, wretched sinners. I'm the biggest one of them all. But I gotta say, Angela's one of the biggest ones too. I don't know, should we her and I kind of, like, kind of close, you know? But I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I promise you, you will hear her praying up there like no other, yelling in prayer in tongues, because she is confident that her prayers are being heard, because it's not through her name, but it's through Jesus' name that prayers are being lifted up. Amen? Acts 4.30, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through, okay, the word through, you see the word through? Through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. My friends, it's all through. So you just say, well, how can God hear my prayers? How can God, you know, how do I know God will answer me? It's not through your name, through Jesus. Okay, the last point here I have, and I have a few more verses. So first one here, to have our breakthroughs, is a trust in the name, pray in that name. And the last one is simply is call on the name. Say Jesus. Jesus. Acts twenty two sixteen. And now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. So we all have sins. Who does not have sin here in this world, this, this room right now? If you have no sin, raise your hand and fly around the room. Okay, good. So we're all sinners. We're all great. We're all sinners. Okay, I believe. <laughs> I believe I'm the biggest sinner. And why do you wait? Raise, rise and be baptized and wash away your sins. How? Calling on his name. It is so simple, my friends. People say, I can't go to church because I'm not Christian or I don't know if I... Just call his name. Don't worry about what you do. Listen, let me just tell you right now. I don't want to develop a church that worries about how they act and how they do. I don't care how you act and how you do. 
Uh, don't go crazy now, jump off the ledge over here. But I'm just saying is, people say, oh, well, th this church I used to belong to, true story, I was in an Uber. I might have a church organization today. Um, I was in this Uber, and he was crying. He was like, I kicked out of, my, out of my church. I'm like, nah, why? What happened? <laughs> and he was just telling me, because last Friday night, I went clubbing, and I got caught. I'm like, by who? He was like, by the pastor's son. I'm like, mm. And so, and here's the thing. I was like, so wait, the pastor's son caught you in the club drinking. And where were they? Oh, he saw me, we bumped to each other at the bar. I was like, bro, I will give you a bunch of alcohol from my church. You know? Anyways, but let me say this right now, all right? Let me say this right now. Here's a bottle of whatever, alcohol, whatever the sin may be, okay? Sin, I say that because it's very loosely. Whatever they may deem as sin. They say, oh, Pastor Stephen's coming around. Let's hide that. Hi, how are you? I'm blessed. How are you? Favorite, how are you? And then the pastor goes away. What happens? Pop it back out. Let's have some fun. Oh, we got to be careful because Sister So-and-So's over there. We got to be careful. And what ends up happening is that church is okay with that. The church is okay with that. Why is it okay with that? Because the pastor's doing the exact same thing. The pastor has his sins, and he's over here like, oh, a church member's coming. Gotta hide this. And everyone begins to hide all these secrets. Other churches develop a thing called hypocrites. I say is, you got some beer? Let me buy you another one, bro. Come on, let's, let's, let's close. Shots for everybody. You know? Does that make sense? And here's the thing, you're trying to hide from brother so-and-so and such and so-and-so and pastor so-and-so, but ultimately it's God. And you can't hide from God. You can't. So what ends up happening is people begin to display something that they're really not. And they say, I'm struggling, but I can't admit I'm struggling, because if I'm say, I admit I'm struggling, people will say, oh, so you ain't that holy after all, huh? I say, dude, you tell me your struggles, I'll tell you my struggles. Or sometimes like, go, dude, go to counseling. I'll pray for you, but go to counseling. <laughs> I can't even help my own self. <laughs> I've tried counseling one time. Someone sat down with me in my chair. He'd be like, Stephen, pray for me for this, 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 this. I'm like, dude, that's nothing. <laughs> okay? I'm like, dude, that's nothing. He's like, but what do I do with this? Ultimately, he was dealing with guilt. I'm like, let me just tell you right now. Do you think God still loves you? And the first guy says, I don't know. So I just had to remind him that God loves you. And that no matter what he loves you, he doesn't matter, doesn't matter how much you've done or what you've done or where you've gone, he loves you, period. But here's the thing. Can we be real here? If you say, Stephen, let me be real with you. I personally don't drink. I don't drink. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. But if you do, you'll never hear me say anything about anything. As a matter of fact, sometimes we're going out and we're having fun. Okay, we'll buy it for you. And it's funny because Angela will like we'll have, we'll have a little get together party, and she'll be like, "We need to buy more alcohol." I'm like, "Why? We don't we don't drink." I say, "But everyone else does. Let's go." We're like, "Okay, we'll buy more alcohol." <laughs> and so I'm like, "But the aspect of people to entertain." But overall, here's the thing: I may not struggle with alcohol, but I struggle with other things. Make sense? And so I don't, I'm not going to be the one to tell you, don't do this, don't do that. Instead, I would rather for us to create a culture of a church that says, look, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And then 
that's who you are? Okay, well, I take it. Let's do life together. Let's go hang out. Let's, this journey of life is hard enough. Why do we have to battle with each other in church? Church is supposed to be a sanctuary. Why do we got to go and act, act one way? And, you know, does that make sense? Jesus says in this aspect, and why do you wait? Rising back to wash away your sins, calling on the name of Jesus. Calling on his name. Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For everyone, not someone, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord might, nope, it says will be saved. Will be saved. Acts 2.38 And Peter said to him, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Philippians 2.9-11 Therefore God also has highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and on those under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And my last verse here tonight, John 14, 13. Whatever you ask for, say the word whatever. Whatever, whatever you ask for. This, let's just pause right there and just look at that word. Just look at the word whatever. Whatever. You need healing? Whatever. You need financial breakthrough? Whatever. You need a job, whatever. You need a miracle, whatever. You need direction, you need whatever. Some of us here are thinking that we have to come to God to only just a few things. But in reality, it's whatever you ask in my name, Jesus. This I will do. This I will do that the Father may be glorified in the sun. My friends, whatever you're asking for, as long as it's through Jesus' name, as long as it's through the name of Jesus, it will be done. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I don't know what breakthroughs you're needing. I don't know what miracles you're desperate for. But tonight, whatever it may be, whatever that may be in your life, big or small, the answer is Jesus. And understand this, it seems so simple and elementary, but the more you think about it, do research on it, the more profound you'll see. All you have to do is say, Jesus. Sweetest name, Jesus. Right now, every eye closed, every head bowed, just close, just say the name Jesus. Jesus. Say it again, Jesus. Jesus. Imagine right now in your situation, what is the biggest stress in your life? 
Hold that in your, in, your, in, your mind, in your mind right now. Look at that problem and say, Jesus. Jesus. And you begin to feel the emotion shifting. Things begin to shift in your spirit realm. Because you're claiming the name above every name. If it's stress, stress is a name. Just say the name Jesus and that trumps over that name, stress. Jesus. Say it again. Say Jesus. Tonight, if you're hearing the sound of my voice and you're saying, Stephen, I would like to start this journey with Jesus. If that's you tonight and you say, I, I don't know if I have it. I, maybe I want to start it. But I, I kind of do. If that's you, can you just look at me? Just wink at me? Amen. Let's all pray this prayer. Say, Father God, Come into my heart. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your forgiveness. I claim that heaven is my home. God is my father. And I am a new creation. Not by my own might. Not by own might. But through Jesus. I thank you, God, for a new life. Through Jesus. I'll pray for you now. Father God, I pray that tonight every person that's had my voice on this broadcast and in this room, may we begin to call upon the name of Jesus like never before. That we would just pause and just say, Jesus. 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 And just say that name over and over and over again. And we call upon that name. Mountains must be moved. Things must shift because of that name. So God, tonight, may tonight we begin this new profound revelation of the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone says, Amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.